Some brands offer you low finance or cashback or servicing. Renault don't do ors. We do ands. The Renault Kajar with 1.91% APR and €1,000 cashback and three years servicing, saving you thousands. Renault, the brand with the ands. Visit your local Renault dealer. Finances made under a higher purchase agreement. Terms and conditions apply. Deposit required. Subject to lending criteria. See Renault.ie. Welcome to another podcast by InsideCarolina.com, the independent voice of UNC Sports, your home for Tar Heel football, basketball, and recruiting. Jonathan Siegley here with EJ Wilson and Mike Ingersoll for the weekly, I guess we'll call this the Football Alumni Podcast. So coming to you guys on this Wednesday evening and for the second time this year, we will be doing this podcast after a Carolina victory, which is always a good thing. And very importantly, we're doing this after Carolina's first ACC win. So we'll get started on this one talking about that. Mike, we'll go ahead and let you take the lead on this one since we've been going to EJ for the first sound off for the last couple pods. How important do you think it was that Carolina was able to get their first ACC win at Pitt? Well, it's encouraging, and it's finally the culmination of some good things that have been happening over the last few weeks all coming together. They have shown general improvement every single week for the past four or five weeks. I mean, there was only a couple of weeks in there where they looked relatively inept. Again, I mean, I'll harp back on the first and second games of the year. They look pretty good. But it's it's huge to get that win on the road, I think, is the number one thing we need to focus on. is that They did it on the road, and they, they played a complete game. You know, even though Pitt doesn't turn out much for their home games in terms of fan support, I mean, it's still Pitt. It's still a, a storied program. They're still a good football team. They're a tough football team. Pat Narduzzi's got them playing very well. Their record doesn't show it. They're a much better team than their record would lead you to believe this season. So it, it's really impressive that we got that win on the road at Pitt against a good football team. And of course, it's a conference win. I mean, they needed to get that monkey off their back. I'm surprised this hasn't happened sooner. I am very surprised. You know, call hopeful optimism but I'm, I'm very surprised that it took this long for uh, something positive like this to happen but again they, they played a full complete game for the first time in a long time and, and luckily for them this time it ended in a win whereas there were some other relatively complete games they played that didn't so yeah big conference win on the road and it was on Thursday night it was in prime time you know people saw it and they, they put together a good performance I was very pleased to see that I was I was very proud to see that and EJ my question for you is given that the team has been up and down so much this season, what does it say to you that they were able to still have the mentality to go to Pitt and get this victory? I think they showed a lot of resiliency. They overcome a lot of adversity this season. And just Thursday night, they overcame a lot of adversity. You think about this team that hasn't been winning a lot lately. They haven't had an ACC win. They played tough in some games, but they just couldn't pull it out. So you're dealing with that on your mind. You're dealing with the fact that a lot of these guys on the field playing, yeah, they have some snaps under their belt now, but they don't really have a lot of experience. Two, they don't have their their first ACC win, so, so they're hungry for that. I mean, they started out in the game. They were playing very well. They showed a lot of energy and then Pitt started to kind of pick up steam running the ball so hey that's a real turning point and not only that game but probably in the season in the future of the program as far as it goes to this group of guys on the team and said hey we need to turn this around they didn't they didn't get down they kept on playing yeah Pitt got some yards but they kept on playing and when we needed them to step up the most in the in the fourth quarter they stepped up 
So I, I think they really bookended that game nice. They started off really well. They got the, the forced fumble by J.K. Britt on the on the one-yard line, which I think is probably a staple of this season. It's one of those plays that you kind of hang your hat on. Yeah, we didn't have such a great season this year, but look at some of the plays we made. Look at some of the guys who we, we didn't expect to be in these type of positions for us are out here making plays. And I think that that kind of sparked them. And then they kind of got lost in the, Pittsburgh's rushing attack, which has been doing very well over the last few weeks really uh, started to get to him. But in the end, you saw that they were pressuring the quarterback. They were getting three and outs when they needed to get three and outs. So I definitely think that they showed some resiliency. They've been overcoming adversity all season, and they had to overcome a lot of adversity just to get their first ACC win uh, Thursday. And I think it's something that they should definitely be proud about. Well, I'm glad that you brought up the Brit play there to do the strip fumble at the one-yard line because, to me, that was just a pure effort play. I don't think you could describe that as anything else. I don't know if you guys heard the podcast with Jason Staples, but you know he kind of said that's one of those plays where if the team is not bought in still, you know maybe you pull up a little bit, you figure, hey, this guy's going to score anyways. Why should I really get out there? But that was just a pure hustle play and really showed that the team has not given up. And you know I think one of the reasons why they didn't give up was that they had some spark provided from Nathan Elliott, the quarterback. So, Mike, you're the former lineman. When you saw what Elliott was bringing to this game, what did you see from that former player perspective? Yeah, one thing we have to remind ourselves is that at one point in this kid's career, he was the starter. Now, granted, it was the spring, and I guess you could say even though he was taking the first team reps, maybe he wasn't the – I mean, obviously, we didn't have a named starter back then, but you know, so he was at the very least in the rotation. So he's shown the ability, and the coaching staff has seen that before. So it shouldn't be at all surprising to people that the kid performed well because he's performed well in the past in this program and in the very recent past, albeit against our own guys. But, you know, he's shown, you know, he wasn't put in that position because we just didn't have anybody. He was put in that position because he, at that point, had won those reps. So the kid can play, the kid's competitive, and everything I hear about him is, you know, he's a coach's son and he's a smart player, and, and the guys really like him in the locker room so he's he's a team kind of guy and that stuff is infectious and you know as a former player when we would have guys come in from lower in the depth chart come in and start a game or play significant minutes in a game and contribute real substance to the outcome of the game it was refreshing for us and it, and it really it, it gets everybody excited because it's like seeing something new right we hadn't seen that from Elliot before and neither had the players in a game situation under those circumstances in prime time on the road like that so to see him perform well to lead us to a win, I mean that's that, that's that's a lightning rod. It sparks the whole team. It sparks all the players. It's really positive. It was again, it was another another good thing to see and another testament. I've been saying this all season. Another testament to the coaching staff. If you want to know how good your team is, how good your staff is, pay attention to the backups. Are they prepared? Can they contribute when they're called upon? That will show you how good your coaching staff is. And if you get to the quarterback position and you've got a third string quarterback that can come in and can win you football games or at least put you in a position to win games, that truly is a testament to the way this staff has prepared these players. And, you know, all this fire fedora talk is absolute nonsense because if that's what they're doing with their backups under extreme circumstances with injuries and things like that, they're doing their job. They're doing what they're supposed to do. Yeah. And like I mentioned earlier, and many people have said this, you guys even said it, the team has not given up. And I think that's also a big-time testament to this staff. Then on the defensive side, though, EJ, you talked a little bit about how the defense was able to make that stand late in the game that, I mean, the defense, in effect, won it. I mean, in their last two drives, I think Pitt had like a grand total of 
16 net yards or it was something ridiculous like that. But who did you see on the defensive side that stepped their game up to really help get this win? First thing I want to point out is my guy, Taman Fox. I mean, he's been showing up all season. I mean, he, he really has he, he really is a guy who I think is going to be a special player, not only here, but I think on the next level. Malik Carney has really been popping up and making an appearance for me, in my mind, being one of the, the leaders. He's been one of the leaders all season, but he's really been popping up these last couple of weeks. I mean, had a sack and a one-and-a-half tackles for loss in the last game. And Aaron Crawford, he's always been one of my favorite players. I've always kind of looked at the guy, mainly because he's from Virginia. He also wears my old number but he hasn't been really filling up the stat sheet, but he's really been playing some uh, important snaps for us this year. So uh, I think especially on the defensive line, those are the guys that really showed up for me on Thursday night. But I mean, collectively, you see that they rotate guys in and out, and I don't, I don't ever really see the level of play drop off. I mean, yeah, of course, they struggle as a unit sometimes, but I just think collectively as a group that the defensive line from our first podcast, you could, you could kind of see that I didn't really think that they were playing up to the level that they had talent-wise. And now you can see over the, over the course of the season with these guys getting these reps, I think that they're just getting better collectively as a unit. I think that they stepped up and said, hey, we may be down a couple people on defense as a whole, but we can step up and we can really make an impact. We can really start to make up make up and cover some of the ground for the guys that we've lost. So I really just want to take my hat off to that whole unit. I really think that they're improving and playing really well towards the end of the season. Then Mike, got one question for you on just team momentum and I guess mentality in general. Carolina got the win. Now, this Saturday, they are going to play Western Carolina, which that should be a win. I mean, not to disparage the Catamounts. I'm actually from the mountains, so I grew up going to Western (laughs) Carolina games. But, I mean, no disrespect, but they don't have the level of athlete that UNC has. So this should be a game that Carolina should win by a good margin as well. So given that Carolina is looking at hopefully a two-game win streak coming up, how do you think that will impact the team mentality? Well, I mean, any win at this point helps. Any Anything positive helps, and sustained success will certainly help. We're getting down here to the end of the season, and if they can win out the end of the season, I mean, it, I never thought I'd say this, but the NC State game is going to be an upset game for us. We have the chance to play spoiler for their season, whereas they're normally in that boat for us. You know, if we can beat Western Carolina, we can beat NC State, finish out the year with some wins, you know, that, that creates positive momentum going in the offseason. And that sounds like a, I guess it sounds like a buzzword or cliche, I guess, right? You know, momentum into the offseason. But that's, it's a real thing. You know, you lose your last game. It's, it does kind of weigh on you all, all offseason because, you know, you, you don't know if you're going to win the, the first one of the following year, especially if you're opening up with a Division One opponent, which we have in recent memory for, for the last several seasons. So, it's very important that they get this win. It, it, it's not a guaranteed win. There's no such thing. But yeah, it should, it should be a chance for them to showcase the work they've put in, the development they've made throughout the season, and a chance to work on their fundamentals one last time, gearing up for a rivalry game against, against State. And we're going to get into the NC State next week, and I expect you guys to bring some heat with that podcast but to go ahead and close this one out, EJ, what do you think the team might be doing in preparation for that NC State game? Like, do you think it's kind of on their minds to a degree already? Again, not to really get too much into the game since they do still need to beat Western Carolina. But how do you think the team might be viewing these final two games at this point? 
once training camp starts, if you play for the University of North Carolina, you're automatically thinking about that game against State. But with the, with the coaching staff that we have, the type of players that I'm seeing that we have, I don't think they're looking past Western Carolina. I think that the coaches are really keeping them focused and, and making a major point to keep them focused this week and say, hey, yeah, Western Carolina's here. It's really kind of, a, in essence, a setup game for that rivalry game. You don't want the kids looking to NC State looking past Western Carolina, foregoing their preparation, foregoing some of the things that they've been doing right over this week to kind of pick up over these last few weeks to pick up momentum and start looking more like the team that they want to be. So it should be in the back of their mind, of course, but I, I definitely think the, the issue at hand will be Western Carolina. And I think that if they want to be successful this weekend, and that's what they should be focusing on, NC State, a.k.a. Hate Week, is coming up. And I mean, it's going to be there no matter if you start thinking about it or not. So I think it's best that they just fo- focus on Western Carolina for now yeah at this point in the season just gotta go one game at a time especially get those w's hopefully close out the year on a decent run but we'll go ahead and end this one and as i mentioned guys next week definitely want to get some good stories about hate week as tj called it but we'll close this one out thanks again y'all and we will talk again soon thanks for listening to insidecarolina.com the independent voice of UNC Sports, your home for Tar Heel football, basketball, and recruiting.